don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. What is up, crew? Welcome back to the show. This is the Crypto Economy with Guy Swan, the guy who's read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And I'm here in my Bitcoin blankie fort, uh, just just hanging out. I had a hard time figuring out which one I wanted to dig into today because I didn't have one uh, super scheduled. But I've got a lot of little things that uh, I've been wanting to get to, like some Twitter threads and stuff that are really good. And this one in particular that I'm going to tackle is a really short Twitter Twitter thread, probably just a couple of minutes to get through. But it's a really interesting idea. Um, the thread he goes into, uh, or the idea he goes into in the thread um, it's just about building things to last. He starts with the analogy of the pyramids of Giza and how they, they're essentially a proof of work. And uh, this is something that uh, I've also heard Turdemeester and Andreas talk about. Like, this is a really, really fascinating concept to break down where proof of work is ex- like outside in the rest of the world because we think of this as like a strictly computational thing but it's not it's almost it, it's an abstract and almost metaphorical thing but it exists all over the place it's definitely a part of human society and uh, culture and has been for a long time and I also think it's strictly like it's absolutely part of evolution in general and we'll go into a couple examples of what I mean by that so um, before we do that, let's go ahead and jump into Simon Lutz, and his Twitter tag is SimonLutz21 on Twitter, and obviously I will link and uh, to this thread itself, as well as uh, uh, tag him in the show notes so that you can uh, follow him and check out. He's got some uh, really cool pictures uh, with it. He's got one of the pyramids with a Bitcoin symbol burned into the side of it. So, <laughs> um, But... Uh, uh, definitely go check out the uh, Twitter thread and uh, drop it some hearts. Give it a like. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just jump into this one and then we'll we'll talk about it. While the pyramids of Giza were built for religious reasons, they essentially acted as time capsules, transporting information through thousands of years. While we don't exactly know how they were built, we know that they required a massive amount of work. Think about the structures we erect today. Barely anything will last for centuries, let alone millennia. We don't build to last, we build to rebuild because it's cheaper in the short run. The way humans handle information has also radically changed in recent decades. Most information is digital, and contrary to popular belief, the Internet forgets. Servers storing and providing information via the internet go down. Huge corporations and centralized entities storing huge amounts of data will not last. This begs the question, what megastructure will we build to last? How will historians in a far distant future look back at our time? Will they find anything significant or will this epic be forgotten? 
one answer doesn't lie in the physical world, but the digital one. Actually, the two are linked together through a process called proof of work. Yes, the same principle which made the pyramids of Giza withstand harshest of conditions while preserving a window to the past. We're talking about Bitcoin and the way information in its public ledger is made immutable. A new block of information is only accepted if the creator provably burnt a massive amount of energy. This may seem wasteful at first glance, but it's actually a useful megastructure. The wall of energy around every block of information ensures that anyone trying to alter something in a past block has to burn at least the same amount in addition to all the stored energy of all subsequent blocks. Energy acting as protection instead of thick stones. In contrast to many megastructures of the past, the Bitcoin megastructure doesn't require slave labor for the massive amounts of work. Quite the contrary is the case. It's a system of voluntarily participating individuals looking out for their own benefit. The Bitcoin megastructure and all of the information embedded in it will likely last long into the future due to its globally distributed nature and strong incentive system keeping it together. It will serve as a source of unaltered information for generations to come. All right, let's jump in and talk about our sponsor for just a minute, and then we'll talk all about proof of work and immutability. All right, so that wraps up the, uh, the Twitter thread he's got. And um, again, that was Simon Lutz, by the way. And uh, there's a couple of really great comments actually underneath this one. Um, uh, Turtemeister links to one of his uh, Twitter th- threads that's, uh, I mean, it's only like a couple of like two or three tweets, I think. Um, but it's got a lot of great, uh, it's got a link to an Andreas video uh, called Immutability and Proof of Work, well, I, which I will actually link to. Um, in the show notes, um, if you'd like, because uh, this is a really interesting thread to go kind of rabbit holing down. And Tur has a, a number of really good quotes from uh, the video, uh, Andreas's video, uh, of uh, just like stuff he's like in that speech. And I actually just stopped and listened to it again. Um, it's been a while, but uh, it is a really, really good one. Uh, and I love the quote uh, Our ancestors said that this is as good as written in stone, and our grandchildren will say, this is as good as written on the blockchain. That's a pretty neat uh, analogy, I guess you could say. I like that one. But yeah, so let's talk about proof of work and immutability. Um, so like immutability gets thrown around a lot these days. And I feel like, I, I don't know, I guess it's probably just like the blockchain industry and like the altcoin industry in general. Um, and obviously it's died down, or at least I feel like it has in what I see and interact with online. Uh, who knows? I don't really follow the whole blockchain and altcoin stuff as much as I did during the 2017 boom, but immutability, the, what immutability means really is just that like something is hard to change from a technical or like a literal sense, it really means impossible to change. But when we're talking about things in the real world, 
nothing is impossible to change. It's just the degree to which, like how much energy or how much effort it takes to change something. But everything changes, always. It's nature of the universe. This is the only thing that can be guaranteed. If you want something to count on in the world, then nothing will stay the same forever. That's it. That's pretty much the only constant. Um, So when we talk about immutability, we mean it in the sense of like the hardest thing that can be changed. Like how hard is the most difficult to change? Um, and like, so if I've made, uh, I, I don't know, like a giant equivalent of the pyramids, like a, a giant structure with stone walls and uh, all of them were, you know, the width of a football field. And I wrote out uh, in the desert somewhere, guy was here so that you could read it from outer space. Well, Basically, humanity would be subject to having to see that for thousands and thousands of years because the amount of work it would take to create that and then subsequently the amount of work it would take to destroy it or remove it would be absolutely absurd. So we would, we would call uh, my stupid message to the universe, we would call that immutable because who could possibly have the amount of capacity. I mean, you'd have to drop a, drop a nuclear bomb on it, I guess, and you'd probably still be able to read it. <laughs> um, uh, it wouldn't make a crater. It wouldn't, like, actually destroy all the stone. It would screw up the surface layer. You know, if I had, like, polished it real nice, then, you know, the bomb would mess that up. But it would still be there, even if you dropped a nuclear bomb on it. So one of the biggest misunderstandings in this is that... Uh, just kind of during the whole blockchain and ICO buzz again during 2017, is blockchain is not what grants immutability. Um, it is an interesting technology. Um, it's kind of like a, like a new take on an old, a pretty old thing, um, uh, sort of like a Merkle tree. And, you know, like hashes and fingerprints of data is very useful. And one of the interesting things about blockchain is like if it's a distributed blockchain and... Um, uh, like based on it, it basically makes any tampering of the chain, any tampering of the database um, that the blockchain is securing, uh, obvious. Like it makes it easy to see. You don't have to go like there's no like really serious like letter by letter hunting through this database to confirm the hashes that tie the whole chain together. Just tell you immediately that something has been changed. And there can be a ton of data in this, just like any Merkle tree or a hash of any data. There's a, there can be a ton of data underneath that fingerprint, that hash. Um, and you can know even with the slightest change, like almost immediately, because, you know, the hash, is, the hash wouldn't line up anymore. So it's not like blockchain is useless, but people have wrongly equated it to immutability tagline for years. And um, granted, I think it's falling away, and I think we've kind of made a big shift in during this bear market, is, or at least nobody seems to care anymore, um, because I guess it's because all coins just aren't all the fire right now. But the immutability of Bitcoin is granted by proof of work. Proof of work is the thing that creates immutability. Um, it's not just that we can see if someone edits it. It's not that I just have a copy to check against. That is very important. But what are you checking? What is it, what's the important thing to verify? 
And the power of the Bitcoin system, the unbelievable innovation in the digital space, uh, well, in any space. I mean, there was no physical or digital ledger that is anywhere near as secure as Bitcoin. But it's that there's no way of editing something that's like 100 blocks deep in the chain without redoing every single proof-of-work hash for that block and then obviously the 99 after it. So like Simon uh, Lutz says in the, um, uh, in the Twitter thread, is that it's an, an impenetrable wall of energy around every block added to the chain. You have to expend the energy again. There's no way to get through that barrier without spending the energy. Uh, so the blockchain itself is, is what's needed to manage and record the history of the proof of work. And in that same way, pyramids are an enormous proof of work. Andreas says it in that video talking about like how it's a testament to their civilization that we have to have a ridiculous amount of wealth and power in order to produce this. It's a show of strength, essentially. Um, and I would say that the value of wealth and power just in general, like what does it mean to have wealth or power? It's to have energy at your disposal. I mean, the underlying cost of everything is the cost of action. Just like, just what does it take to act and in order to produce a result? And the fundamental cost of all action is energy and time. So the interesting thing here is that this is not an uncommon thing. This is not like a rare thing. We actually see this purposeful, you know, quote unquote, waste of energy all over the place, like proof of work, I mean, is that like proof of work is in thousands of structures that give us what little we can actually glean from our ancient human history. Um, we see it in, uh, it's in sexual selection a lot, like all over the place. Like the cliche of the guy needing a big house and a nice car, that's a form of proving work. Um, it's showing that you're, you know, fit enough for your environment uh, to have excess resources. And it's, in, it's the same, same way in nature. Um, it's actually referred to as the uh, handicap principle that in order to get around the problem of, you know, other mates or like animals or whatever, like deceiving for their own benefit, you need a form of signaling that creates honesty. You need, you need a form of signaling that is reliable, that you can know someone didn't counterfeit, like some, nobody faked this. So the process of evolution actually ended up benefiting uh, uh, signaling handicaps, like the ability to see an explicit handicap. And a major example of this is the uh, male uh, peacock, uh, the huge tail, you know, everybody knows peacock tail. There's nothing beneficial about having that thing. It's always in the way. It requires tons of cleaning. It produces like, it's like, it's a giant, it's like pulling a kite behind you when you're flying and you know, in a fight, it's like having stupidly long hair. Your enemy could just grab you at the end of your tail and you're screwed. So the signal that this tail gives to a possible mate is there's no way for me to have survived with this stupid thing on my ass other than the fact that I am a beast and that, you know, people don't mess with me. So, like, look, I can get plenty of food. I can fight off enemies. I can travel, like, you know, crazy, crazy distances. And I can do it while lugging this stupid thing around. 
Like it's it's the uh, it's the evolutionary equivalent of I'm gonna fight you with one hand tied behind my back, and that's that's a form of proof of work. It gives a reliable signal that cannot be forged. Um, uh, you can't you can't counterfeit a biological handicap, or at least to some degree. You know, like there's still deception and stuff, but. Um, it's a very interesting thing that actually developed naturally, something that uh, specifically makes it harder for the species, um, makes it better for uh, uh, sexual selection. It's just really, really interesting stuff. Uh, I actually, that's, that's one of the reasons the whole game theory and idea behind uh, a genetic evolution and stuff is actually why I put um, uh, Dawkins, uh, Richard Dawkins' The Selfish Gene on uh on the bitcoin survivors book list because i think there's a lot there that applies to you know networks to um the evolution of like ideas and technologies uh there's a there's just a really really good like kind of way of thinking about how things change that uh i think that book hits really really well so i I like that a lot particularly in how i felt it applied to human networks so but anyway uh Back to proof of work here, like Bitcoin is a game changer in all of this. Like Bitcoin is the is everything, every proof of work before it on steroids. It's literally more immutable than anything else that has come before it. More defined and like it is the pyramids and then some. And it's not a that's that's what's critical too, is that this is not a waste of energy is that this actually has incredible utility because it gives an undeniable record of history. It provides, it provides an absolute perfect system of accounting that cannot be corrupted. So by, by being that, it can behave as an independent network that no single person or even a group of people in the world can manipulate. And by doing so, that enables safe exchange and cooperation between literally anyone. There is no other social, political, or occupational barrier. There's no other difference between those two people in like the social or economic sphere that makes that that alters the nature of Bitcoin ownership and exchange. The Bitcoin network, by being immutable, doesn't require any of the other differences to uh, overlap. Like, you don't have to be able to speak the same language. Like, all of these things. Bitcoin still works. Like, like think about it in the terms of, like, a contract, like an alternative to something. Is that if you're trying to write a contract with very explicit stipulations between someone who just speaks Chinese and someone who just speaks English, is that there are going to be problems of translation and there's likely going to be a misunderstanding there. and that's because of one social barrier. Then you've also got things like, you know, which court is going to enforce it, the Chinese court or the U.S. court? Which set of laws is this going to fall under, et cetera, et cetera. But Bitcoin as an independent network that can't be edited no matter where you are in the sphere, no matter which country or jurisdiction you are, it has its own rules and its own established history. And it will execute the exact same way no matter which language you speak, no matter where you are, no matter your president or, you know, some poor kid in Ganda. Like, you just, it doesn't matter. Bitcoin is that independent medium, and that's its unbelievable utility, and that is because of the proof of work, because we're building 
this you know digital mega structure as uh put in the thread that um literally just require like you can't challenge and because of that i think i think any space on the blockchain is going to be immensely valuable in the future um i mean a like i can't i can't imagine that someone could understand that just just that part of it the fact that like after a day of anything that you wrote on the blockchain there's no going back there's no undoing it um there is no secret trick um to like make it so you can do it where nobody else does there are hundreds of thousands of miners around the world all working to build a massive force field around anything written down in that ledger that nobody can get through. And it's just extraordinary just to think that someone could see that, could understand just that aspect of it and think that it has no utility. I have to at least question that person's motives or intelligence that to, to, to have an awesome power like that an absolute perfect accounting system that cannot be cheated, that cannot be edited. And you also have to ask, like, for people, for the politicians and the government institutions that are against a system like Bitcoin, there's a big question of why. Because the people who would be most against it are the people who are used to the power of being able to edit that ledger, and now they don't have that power anymore. Like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty powerful thing to like as a shift is that there are people who make their entire livelihoods their entire social and political status everything around the ability to edit that ledger at will that that is their power i'm i'm the ledger editor you know and so it makes very good sense that these people that a large subsection of people in these sorts of positions and these sorts of power positions of power um would not be happy with Bitcoin because it makes no one able to do their job, which is what they like about it, is that they're doing it. Um, so uh, that's why I think inevitably, like, you know, this will have, this will have very, very well-funded adversaries. And it's going to be amazing to see, to continue to see. It's, it's happened, there has been, have been struggles in the past and it continues to work. It has survived many many tests so far and uh proof of work is just a fascinating way to create security that is undeniable a uncounterfeitable uh, is that a word uncounterfeitable um and <laughs> an impossible to counterfeit form of security and that's just a very very powerful thing and so i thought i would cover it on today's show after I read and went back through Simon Lutz's uh, Twitter thread. So, really, really great thread. Uh, definitely check out Simon Lutz. Um, uh, this, I, I remember and kept this as soon as I read it. I was like, oh man, that's going to be a really fun discussion. So, I really appreciate him putting this together. It was very well written and, you know, straight to the point. Uh, and that's Simon Lutz, S-I-M-O-N-L-U-T-Z. 21 that is the twitter tag and obviously i will link to tag all that good stuff so you'll be able to find him very easily 
uh, and the Twitter thread will be posted. So, all right, I guess, uh, I guess we'll close this one here. Um, thank you guys for listening, as always. This is The Crypto Economy, and I am Guy Swan. And, you know, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Uh, and for anybody you know who is looking, to, who's interested, you know, touching on, like, some of these ideas and wants to know what the utility of Bitcoin is, maybe this would be a good episode to share with them. If they think Bitcoin has no utility, this could be a good one to send their way. So for all the people you know who are looking down the rabbit hole or in the Bitcoin space and just want to explore more, don't forget to send them the crypto economy uh, because this is where we do exactly that. We explore it all in every aspect, the social aspect, what impact is this going to have on the world and what changes are coming and what do they mean. And it's just fun and we get to do it every day. So thank you guys for joining me. I am Guy Swan, signing off until next time. Take it easy, guys.